0: And it is Thursday here on the show and we got a lot to talk about here today don't we Last night AEW Dynamite It was the Go Home Dynamite for Wrestle Dream coming up on Sunday And of course we have got the uh we got the Rampage show, the Collision show, all building up the pay-per-view as well And uh, given Collision as well as Wrestle Dreamer in Seattle. I'm going to be there both days. I'm even dragging my wife to collision. Can you believe that? That'll be very exciting. So we got a lot to talk about in terms of that show. And then we have a lot of news. We have a lot of stuff coming up from NXT. They've got a pay-per-view this weekend. And there was a, a media call with Shawn Michaels who talked about a lot of things, including CM Punk. We've also got NXT announcing the return of the Deadline show. NXT Deadline which will be running back a match that last year I will say that I ridiculed because there were 5,000 rules. But you know what? When they did it, it was pretty darn great. So we'll tell you about that here today. We've also got the update on Brian Danielson. He is ready to go for Sunday. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus very proud of their match at Payback, as they should be. And some notes on how the women are doing in terms of ratings of late. And we've also got the NXT numbers, the AEW Dynamite report, and a special guest will be appearing for a a few minutes today. And I'll tell you about that when we get back from the break. So a lot to get into here today. If you want to text us, 425-780-7566 is the phone number. That is 425-780-7566. And uh, Brian at WrestlingObserver.com At Brian Alvarez on X and more. Wrestling Observer Live.
3: at prizepicks.com slash for a first deposit matchup to $100. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy.
1: Hey, airline travelers, let's say you have a problem and you need to change or cancel an existing airline reservation
2: you are listening to wrestling observer live with brian alvarez and mike sempervivi on the sports byline broadcasting network
0: back in the show brian alvarez here wrestling observer live mike sempervivi also of wrestlingobserver.com should note this from the front page of wrestlingobserver.com mlw cmll new japan are working together cmll informa announced today CMLL has formed an alliance with MLW, along with longtime partner New Japan, a landmark strategic alliance. And uh, Court Bauer said in a press release, it's a privilege and honor to forge, forge, not just form, forge an alliance with CMLL and work with Mr. Salvador Lutaroth and his team while expanding MLW's relationship with New Japan to create an extraordinary collaboration. Fightful said the discussion between the three groups started in early July. Partnership is going to launch in October. That means MLW will no longer use any AAA talent moving forward because of the politics between CMLL and AAA.
4: Oh, there's a problem there?
0: You know, there seems to be a problem there. So anyway, I bring that up because at uh, 12.30 Pacific, 3.30 Eastern, Court Bauer who is on his way to Mexico now to forge this alliance, He is going to be making a uh, brief appearance to tell you guys about it. So that's coming up at uh, 3.30 Eastern here today. But in the meantime, we do have to talk about a lot of news. And uh, I can't say that I told you so, because I guess we have to wait until Sunday. But I'm pretty sure that my uh, whole theory I expounded on yesterday with Adam Cole and MJF and the... Uh, and The Righteous is exactly what's going on here, because Adam Cole announced he will need surgery, broke his ankle in three places, cast on his leg, was on crutches, and uh, he's going to be out a considerable amount of time. We don't know how long, but uh, it's you know he broke bones and also injured ligaments.
4: Yeah, tore ligaments. That's the bad
0: part, too. Yeah, this could be a long, long time. And so what they announced is not Roderick Strong as MJF's partner. MJF is doing a handicap match to defend the Ring of Honor titles on Sunday. And so I believe that that is exactly what happened, which is that they did not go with the kingdom because my presumption is that MJF is going to retain... And the idea of MJF working alone and beating both of the kingdoms—that doesn't make any sense. So I think that's why the Righteous ended up winning that match. And uh, does and, him
4: beating the Righteous though really make any sense other than he's the world champion? I mean, does that not put the Righteous then in a? But the really Righteous were literally
0: spot? nowhere until they had one win over no. the Hardys, and now I, here I know we what are.
4: you're saying. I know what you're saying, but isn't that that is a real
0: shot to the head then to them? I think they'll be all right. I don't think he's going to go in there and single-handedly just defeat them. I'm sure something will happen. I mean, Somebody will be hit with the ring, or maybe Roderick Strong will help him.
4: Well, that's the thing is I, I think, you know, that will probably be more the case is that he is going to get some significant help in this match. Either that or they do make the decision to give him a partner, even if it's against his will. Maybe Cole convinces him on collision or on Sunday that... Hey, Roddy wants to help. Filthy Tom Lawler wants to help. I know that's a pipe dream, but like do something there, you know, where he is not actually alone in that match.
0: You know, somebody here has a great idea, you know can interfere is that guy in the devil mask. Then we will know that that man in the devil mask was not MJF. We got a lot to talk about. We'll do a
4: lot of plates, eh?
0: We'll do the, the dynamite report later, but I thought dynamite was a great show. I thought it was a great show. Great. And uh, I should note by the way that uh I thought I thought Jay White was quite great. Dave did not, not think he's... he was great at all. But uh it took a while for him to get going. But I thought that the uh the Jesus. finale of his uh promo against MJF I thought was I thought he was great. Close and I, strong. I think yeah. they need to definitely uh do that on a pay per view and not on the uh Dave was thinking it might be on the Tuesday Dynamite, which it could be because they're trying to beat uh, NXT head-to-head. Or no, what are they trying to beat head-to-head? Yeah, NXT. They're Tuesday. But I would not do MJF, Jay White for the title on free TV. That's a pay-per-view match to me.
4: Yeah, I wouldn't either. I I absolutely wouldn't. I would do something else, you know, and give MJF a partner there so he can face uh, Juice and Jay and do something that way. But that is a big-money match. I thought MJF... And this is, again, no offense to him because he had the time to do it, but he kind of sucked all of the air out of the room. He went so hard at Jay so early that, you know, that I thought actually hurt Jay more than anything because he he did start a little slower trying to build back up again. And he, I thought he closed really strong. And I think you really can throw that out the window a little bit because everybody knows who's watching AEW. Both of these guys can talk. And they both know that both of them can go in the ring just in a different form. I mean, again, Jay White's got one style. MJF's got his. They brought that up. To me, it's going to be a perfect meshing. And I would love to see Jay White intertwined into a lot of other things as well, too, including Juice with the tag titles, including maybe with the guns with the six-man, if that's a thing down the line. But I want to see him kind of as a heater involved in a lot of people's stuff, because to me... He's a great instigator. And is he Tully Blanchard? No, but I would love to see him kind of be used in that
0: role. All right, we had Sean Michaels on a media call for the show. They've got Saturday, said a lot of things. They've announced deadline for December 9th. and they are bringing back the Iron Survivor Challenge. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight rules on multiple screens. I ridiculed this last year because, as Mike Tanay used to say, it's really quite simple, but I had to, uh, I had to eat crow, as they say, because uh, the, and the matches they did were actually awesome. So I am looking forward to, uh, to that match. But he talked about uh, CM Punk, asked his thoughts. He said he assumes Punk would be a main roster performer, but he would love to have Punk in NXT due to his star power. And he always got along with Punk in the past, as they have some similarities, he said. I could not get through that with a straight face.
4: There is a... Now, I think everybody should listen to It is available for free on the main page. Josh Nason recorded it, so it is up there where he is... I'm not saying laughing along with some of this stuff, but he says, look... Punk, you know, one day showed me that he had an autograph that I gave him one day at an airport when he was a little kid. So yeah, I like him. And, yeah, he's hard to get along with. I'm hard to get along with. But really did, he did not, like, fully throw to endorse, you know, CM Punk coming to the company. It was just a matter of would I take him if he came? Of course well, I of would. Course he I'm
0: on would, NXT, sure. He was surprised Ali was released. He was surprised Dana Brooke was released. He found out right around the same time that they did. He put over Trick Williams huge. Huge. And uh, Tiffany Stratton as well. So uh, I hope Trick wins that title. Man, I got ideas. And Trick winning the title and Carmelo losing his? Man, oh, man.
4: You know what Sean also put over?
0: Put over the vision of the show and how the whole thing
4: is kind of laid out. Obviously, put over the roster as well too. But he says, you know, hey, on other shows, people are just fighting because er, uh, we're mad at each other. Where, as on NXT, they have, in his words, a lot of different ways to get to something and a lot of different you don't reasons say that people are having conflicts. I saw a guy yeah.
0: whip another guy's tree.
4: Yeah, he actually compared what they're doing in NXT with the Attitude Era and said that people are going to roll their eyes once they hear that, but we have more wild stuff going on, and we have more storylines than almost anywhere else.
0: You know, I do not th- he's not going to win, but, I mean, if you guys don't think that Shawn Michaels is going to finish fairly high in uh, Best Booker, I mean, think again. I think you're going to be surprised. So... Becky Lynch said she and Trish crushed it at Payback, which they did. Mm-hmm. She said we stole the damn show, started it off. It was all downhill from there. I wouldn't go that far. Well, that's. Yeah. But uh, they had a they had a great match, a great match, and uh, that was the same show that had Judgment Day versus Sammy and Kevin, which uh, Dave gave a higher rating to. I don't know if I'd uh, agree, but one way or the other, you know, the women of late. I went back and looked, just like the last couple of weeks. And uh, among all the shows, Io and Asuka, Kiera Hogan and Julia Hart, and Britt Baker and Statlander, all were the most watched matches on their respective shows over the last couple of weeks. And there were several several women's matches that weren't at the top, but they were like second. So uh, we've been talking about this for a while, but people want to see their women's wrestling. Back in a moment, Observer Live. <laughs>
3: It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now.
1: 800-485-6003 800-485-6003 800-485-6003 That's 800-485-6003
3: If you're struggling to keep up with conversations,
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live.
0: Mike Sempervivi also of WrestlingObserver.com. And yes, the women are doing well. The women are doing well. How about in your life? Are they doing well? It Depends on the day, brother. How about tomorrow? Actually, with when the children, it depends wrestling. on the moment. Well, that's true, too. Although we took them to Barbie yesterday. Oh, yeah? They made it through the whole movie, even Hanalei. Yeah, it was amazing. On <laughs> IMAX.
4: Oh, well, that's why. Yeah. We didn't did awesome. get
0: them the little headphones because it's awfully loud. And they only had two pair. I, I could have used one. Golly, these movies. Why are they so loud? I don't know. Did you have to bring in the blanket? No. Was it
4: freezing cold in there? No. They were okay. Good. So one of the things about a lot of those places. My problems with going to movies, though is I go to them rarely, and for such a long time, I got such a little sleep, I would go in and immediately fall asleep. And it was yeah. just money completely I wasted. Avery problem. would have a great time, whatever he was doing.
0: Tuesday's NXT, 636,000 viewers, down 22.8% from last week. 0.18 in 18-49, to 49, which did top all sports-related shows on cable. So this NXT has turned around. Over the last uh, four months or so, down three point six, but it's up twelve point five percent in eighteen to forty nine over last year. For the month of September, NXT averaged seven hundred and forty five thousand seven hundred and fifty viewers per episode and a point two two in eighteen to forty nine. Last year they averaged a point one six, so they are way up. And uh, as usual, man, what timing for this place. Well, you want to
4: take back what you said last week?
0: What did I say last week? When we were
4: talking about the USA SmackDown thing, we were talking about NXT, what they could get. And it's like, well, I'm completely fine with letting them go and not seeing a lot of these people. And I know what you were saying there. I'm kind of taking your words and twisting them. But if you're WWE... I don't think you can do that. I think you absolutely have to continue to really push NXT and make sure that it's a product at least available for streaming like it was on Peacock or wherever it would go if it doesn't end up on a network, but I have a feeling it will end up on a network for someone. I would be very surprised
0: if nobody wanted NXT doing the numbers that it's doing right now. I would be very, yeah, very
4: surprised. I bet you NBC Universal would love it, but if you're going to package it with Raw and it becomes a thing where, okay, you can both watch these shows only on Hulu Live because Disney bid for it or Amazon or something like that, I think it would be... That would be bad. I'm still think that's bad all the way across the board for either show, but especially in NXT. If it's not on Peacock on the WWE Network, I think you got problems there. It should be network or your own, and that's it. Cable network or your own, and that's it.
0: Chris says being the top sports is always good, but it's a testament to the drop in cable that a .18 takes the night. Yeah, it is. We've been talking about this for a long time. Like, people yeah, like be- to make these comparisons about, oh, my God, you know, such and such is sinking, such and such is doing terrible. Remember when uh, 12 million people watch wrestling on a Monday night? Well, yeah, yeah but, I mean, everything. there's way less. There's, I mean, there's there's so many fewer homes. There are still a lot of people, you know. We learned this of late now that we're starting to get some of these actual streaming numbers the number of people that actually watch the NFL streaming versus television. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, this repeated claim that uh, people love to hammer, which is nobody watches television, they only stream. And uh, their evidence is always, well, I don't know anybody that watches television. Well, that's cool that you don't, but yeah. the numbers are like 90% of the people watching football are watching on television, not streaming. These streaming numbers are much, much smaller than, and a lot of people like to uh, imagine, but Those we must go. Funny. Hold that thought, because we must go to Court Bauer. Aye. Yes, he is here now, right, Dom? Okay. What's up, Court?
6: Hey guys, how's it going?
0: Can never trust this old Dom fellow. Sometimes. <laughs> no, he, he patched me,
6: and you're you're live here. I'm actually on the plane heading down uh, south of the border. So you actually you're literally in the middle of the story that broke. So you're yesterday. you're
0: actually making a phone call from the
6: airplane. I'm literally that guy that's the plane's about to depart and I'm on the phone. But I'm on oh. with you and your your audience, so you know, it's worth breaking some rules.
0: Yes. I hope you're you're flying first class. Adjacent. That's... Adjacent. <laughs> that's how I like, like to it. describe it too. I'm adjacent to first class, in fact. Well, you've got uh, a big announcement here, MLW, CMLL, and New Japan working together, and I think the biggest aspect of that is, uh, you know, CMLL from uh, AAA. Tell us what's going on.
6: Yeah, no, we've been working on this one all summer long, and it's been such a privilege to work with New Japan and their whole team, and now CMLL, the oldest promotion in the history of wrestling, going back to 1933, and it's been a real... Real privilege working with uh, Mr. Luderoff, who is the descendant of Salvador Luderoff, who kind of invented lucha libre when he went across the board in Texas and saw American wrestling and then brought it back. Um, and his whole story fascinating. And now Salvador Luderoff the third is running CMLL, and it's a real it's a real honor to work with them.
0: So, can you uh, give us any hints about uh, possible people we might be seeing on MLW TV with this? Uh... This partnership?
6: I literally, yeah, I mean, we're literally trading names back and forth as I was waiting to board this flight. But uh, there will be a CMLL title defense at our next show, October 14th. I can tell you that. That's an exclusive. their first title defense will happen on our next show coming up uh, in Philadelphia, and we're, we're excited for it. I mean, they got a lot of great young talent that people aren't aware of and some great guys. People know Mystico, the original Mystico, Carlistico, uh, they have a who's who up uh, up and down the card, and so we're excited to work with them. Have our talent go down there, and have their talent come up here.
0: So, have you had uh, various people like come up to you, your your wrestlers, and be like, "Man, I I, I must go to CMLL because obviously, you know, uh, <laughs> Brian Danielson's been dying to do a CMLL show right. forever. I mean, do you yeah, have the yeah. similar deal, or or uh, who's excited?
6: Well, yeah, I heard from a lot of the guys yesterday. I mean, like, Mance Warner wants to have one of those classic Arena Mexico brawls down there. In fact, who's a guy that's never been to Mexico, actually? And so we're hoping to, you know, clear up some of the red tape on that and get him on down there. Uh, I think there's a lot of cool dream matches you can do. And some of our new era guys, like Akira, the world middleweight champion, I mean, he just came back from the tour of Japan, and I think he'd be great. He could do everything from catch wrestling to the high flying to the, the deathmatch stuff. So, very versatile. Uh, and you know, the epicenter, I think of this, when you watch on TV, you'll see the CML talent and you'll see at the epicenters, uh, from a Korea point of view, the, the the, kind of the glue that's always been there for us is our pipeline to Mexico, the return of Salim De La Renta, which has been great for us.
0: Would you say that people are, are more excited with this partnership to go to Japan or, or to CMLL?
6: Well, you know, I think they're like excited about the possibilities because for us, it's like, we want to give our talent platforms and opportunities to work different places, give them more dates. And, you know, Arena Mexico, or I should say CMLL, they run a regular schedule every week of the year, basically up until the holidays, right? And you look at New Japan's schedule and everything they're doing, it's it's endless possibilities. And for us, it allows us to turbocharge our cars and now bring in some great talent from Japan, great talent from Mexico, which is something that we really want to do, is, is give our talent a shot in the arm, in terms of new matchups, things they, they we haven't been able to do in a while, and I think this should really tee up 2024 really nice.
0: I don't know if you want to answer this question or not, and thankfully we don't have okay. a lot of time. If you want to, uh, <laughs> you know, move <laughs> on to time something else, but yes, uh, <laughs> is is New Japan obviously? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. they work with CMLL and you had a relationship with New Japan, but also a relationship with AAA. Was there any pressure from New Japan where they basically said, like, you know, we enjoy working with you, but, man, we'd work with you a lot more if you uh, worked with CMLL? No, absolutely
6: not. Um, Actually, I I actually uh, was the one actually exploring that aspect of the relationship because we needed a a better partnership in, in, in Mexico than what we were experiencing, and CMLL, That's it. I mean, they they check off all the boxes for us.
4: Court, let me ask you about Alex Kane and really not even ask you about him as much as can you tell us a little bit about him? Because I think for those people who have not seen MLW TV, he has really come along as a force and obviously has has had the golden touch of Don King put upon him as well. Don King. Talk a little bit about uh, Kane and Mr. Thomas and, and that whole crew.
6: Yeah, actually, uh, Alf's cane trained by AR Fox, guy out of Atlanta, background in, in, in amateur wrestling, also in rugby. Just, I was, I was just blown away. I saw a clip of him on my, my Twitter feed back when I was on Twitter in 21. And I was blown away. I was like, this kid's got something. And then you put him in your system. You never know if it's going to work or not. And he thrived in the system. And it was one of those things where instantaneously he just took to it as the national open weight champion. Uh, and then when the Bell Riot, I mean, he just thrived in the system. And so when you have someone that really works in the system, that's a guy that you, you tee up for bigger things, and and, and he instantly acclimated to it. New, like, his ability just changed overnight in terms of his promos and everything. And, you know, he's worked with just about everyone up and down the roster, and it's always always been awesome. Like, I can't recommend him enough. Checked him out. He had a great match with Hammerstone on uh, July 8th, never say never on 5+. Great match with Willie Mack. Uh, earlier this month at Fury Road and he's going to have a big one with David Boy Smith Jr. come uh, October 14th but yeah we, to that point our managers right now consist of uh, Don King Selena De La Renta
0: Oh man you got dropped right in the middle of Don King Oh man Oh Cord, I want to thank you so much for doing the show today MLW Fusion cable and streaming go to MLW.com where to watch And we're going to have Court back on to talk that lawsuit here at some point. But back in a moment with the Dynamite Report, Wrestling Observer Live.
1: Exergen thermometers are proven to be more accurate than non-contact thermometers. With children back at school, keeping them healthy is important. Clinical studies have proven that non-contact thermometers are inaccurate and can miss fevers. Accuracy matters. That's why the Exergen thermometer is trusted and used by medical professionals. Exergen thermometers are available at Walmart and other participating retailers. Choose a trusted and accurate thermometer for personal use. Learn more about why accuracy matters at exergen.com. That's 800-211-6008.
5: Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call?
2: You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi,
0: also of WrestlingObserver.com. And we got to talk of some dynamite. I like this show a lot. A lot. That much? I did. I did. I liked it a lot. Yeah. So the opener was Phoenix. Man, there's a lot to talk about here, too. Tonight, the Brian and Vinny show. Only for subscribers at WrestlingObserver.com. Thankfully, we have 90 minutes to talk all AEW, Dynamite, and NXT. So we'll have a lot more detail there. But this is the quick and dirty. Phoenix beat Jeff Jarrett with an inside cradle off of a figure four attempt to retain the international title. And uh, Phoenix, this guy is like... So last week when he did that big dive and wiped out uh, Moxley, uh, he hurt his back, landing on Moxley's head. And uh, he almost didn't get cleared because of his back, but he got cleared. And then he took a suplex over the barricade and landed sideways and screwed up his back again. And he could barely walk for like three minutes. And he finally kind of got back into the groove and started hitting his springboards and everything like that. But this was this guy is hurting bad. So I don't know if he's going to lose the title to Nick Jackson. I don't even know if Nick Jackson wants the title. They said he's only done like four singles matches in the entire time he's been in uh, in AEW. So I'm not sure the guy's hankering to do a bunch of singles matches. But uh, this Phoenix is hurting. Should so. have
4: called an audible again. I would have loved to have seen Jeff Jarrett with that international
0: title. Jeff Jarrett is the international champion. That would be awesome. Then we add an amazing video package. Of Cole and MJF. They stole MJF's dad's boat. And uh, MJF is, like, Cole's on crutches, and they're fishing. And, uh, and MJF's kind of angry at old Cole for uh, being on the phone with Roddy for so long. And they're drinking beer, and then and he goes, I'm going to go get some more beers for us. And he walks over, and he opens it up. But then, Puts on the ring and the crowd gasps. This is it. But then Cole says, You know, he didn't bring me out here to hit me with a ring and throw me the drink, did you? And I'm just, ah, no, no, what are you talking about? He got caught, so he sits down. And and Cole tries to explain, you know, it's okay to have more than one friend, which is an alien concept MGF. He didn't even know it was okay to have a friend three months ago. Now he's told you can have more than one. He goes, man, you know, that's not for me, but I get it. If you want to have more than one friend, I mean, that's cool. And then Cole suddenly gets a bite, and they, they work hard to reel in this fish. But it is not a fish. It is Captain Insano on an inflatable duck. This crowd howled. <laughs> and then he gets on the boat, and uh, they all drink beer. And uh, I actually thought this was going to lead to Captain Insano being MGF's partner against the uh, the righteous, but no. He didn't get the match.
4: The way it was edited made it even better. A scene out of The It was Sopranos so good. This was, was so to great. Tony and Paulie Walnuts on the boat. People who watch The Sopranos, that's exactly what MJF did.
0: Then uh, Don and Takeshita come to the Donna ring. Don and Takeshita? Don and Takeshita. Oh. And uh, and they, they go to Ibushi's dojo, <laughs> which was a, a scene straight out of... Uh, Yoji Anjo going to Hickson's dojo in 1994. (laughs) And man, that guy got uh, wrecked. Mm. But anyway, uh, who was it in Ibushi's dojo that got beat up? I got in trouble for calling him a young boy. I forget. But um, the fact of the matter is the the production crew did refer to him as a young boy. But anyway, uh, he's explaining that that uh, Ibushi's not there yet. So Don slapped him so hard that apparently he knocked him silly. And then Ibushi shows up and he's beaten up Takeshita. And Don tries to hit him with an umbrella. Didn't work. And then, uh, with an umbrella, this disgusting Takeshita, who's also disgusting now, he ends up hitting Ibushi with a kettlebell and they put a beating on him. So apparently he's going to be okay to make it to the the show on Sunday, but he's coming in injured. They went to Japan to take this guy out. And then Sammy cuts a promo about how selfish Jericho is, and they vow to take out Ibushi, Jericho, and Omega on Sunday. We had a Ricky Starks post-match promo, and Wheeler Yuta shows up, and they set up a match for Sunday. And you know what it's time to do with this Ricky Starks fella? Pull the trigger. Yeah. I'm done with the 50-50. Like if he's mm. going to be one of your guys, he needs to beat this guy Let's and he go. needs to keep moving. Let's get this thing done. Then we had Nick Jackson, Brian Cage and Claudio. And speaking of Nick Jackson, this guy shows up at the building thinking he's not going to work cuz he nothing's been advertised for him. And apparently they told him we got an idea for you. And so he had to like find gear.
4: Wait a second, isn't that what Vince would do to his vice presidents? I wouldn't think TK would do that to his, but here we go. Apparently he had an
0: idea. And so it's (laughs) Nick Jackson, Brian Cage, and Claudio. And Nick Jackson won. And so it is Nick Jackson versus Phoenix next week. which was one of the greatest singles matches in the first year of the promotion. But now Phoenix is just a wreck. So I still expect it to be quite great, but um, that's next week on Dynamite. And this match was fun. This was a really fun match, including uh, Claudio gave uh, Brian Cage the giant swing. Yeah. And this Brian Cage is a big dude, (laughs) and uh, he did not swing him slow. He swung this guy so fast. I love this match. Yeah,
4: you notice, though, he was done. After 10, that
0: was it, and even Claudio took a little break for once. Then MGF and Cole came out for a promo. Cole's explaining his his foot is destroyed. And Max notes that uh, you are not vacating these titles. He goes, you actually got me to wrestle twice in one night. And I am not wrestling twice in one night just to vacate these belts to the righteous. So he offers to face him in a handicap match. And then Roddy comes out, Adam! He says, I need you more than ever right now. It's an emergency. And Cole's stuck between a rock and a hard place. And MGF says, hey, I learned a lesson on that boat. Go do your thing. And I'll be waiting for you when you get back. And the kingdom is screaming at him to hurry up. Cole goes, dude, I got a broken foot. He hobbles up the ramp. And then out comes a switchblade. And uh, I don't got time in this segment to recap this 45-minute promo that these two guys had. But at the end of the day, MGF basically says, like, you're, uh, you know, you're a vanilla guy who's got a lot of things, and if you strip it away, you're, you're very bland. You're good, but you're no MJF. And uh, Jay White's argument is that uh, you've gone soft. You've, and that makes MJF very angry. The idea that he's gone soft, so he wants a fight, but uh, Jay White bails, and so this, this I think is a. Uh, A longer build towards, uh, I would presume, full gear, but I I have no idea. I think this should be a full gear pay-per-view main event, but we'll see. Yes. Then we had another great talking segment. Yeah, listen, there was a lot of talking on this show, but I thought there were some great talking segments, and this was one of them. Jim Ross with Darby and Christian. Man, these guys were awesome. This Christian is such a despicable, horrible character. And he's just pushing all of Darby's buttons. And Darby's, he's so furious. He's washing the paint off of his face. And and essentially, on Sunday, Darby has challenged him. He goes, I'm not going to bring Nick Wayne to the ring. I'm going alone. Why don't you go alone without Luchasaurus? And so they're going to do a best-of-three-falls match because Christian thinks, you know, you use all these shortcuts, tables, ladders, chairs. Can you beat me wrestling? We'll find out on Sunday.
4: You were able to enjoy that a lot more than the rest of us because I assume really? the time it, it aired on the West Coast. Oh, they yes. Didn't have all the technical issues well, that were, unfortunately, TNTs and not AEWs. If you've
0: ever listened to the Dave show, because Dave, you know, he lives in Silicon Valley, yes. which means his Internet sucks for some bizarre reason. Bizarre. And so every now and then, we'll, uh, we'll do a show, and his, his, uh, his audio gets all garbled and electronic. It actually happened for a while last night. Well, I watched this on YouTube TV, presumably the West Coast feed, and I did not have the issues you guys did, but there were still issues. Mm-hmm. Like, there, there were a lot of audio issues on this show. But I did get to see the entire thing, and it was very, very good. We had the four-way Orange Cassie, Matt Jackson, Penta, and Austin Gunn. Another real good match. And, you know, all of the usual four-way stuff, the striking battle, super kick part, even it's a finish. And finally, Orange hits Matt with the orange punch and pins him, setting up the four-way tag for the number one contendership coming up on Sunday. Willow Nightingale versus Julia Hart. And Julia beat her. Uh, She uh, missed the cannonball. Julia hit the moonsault and got the pin. And then Julia puts in her in a finish afterwards. Statlander runs down to make the save. Julia escapes. Ends up being... Uh, she hides behind Brody and then got out of there. And you know, yesterday on Observer Radio we were talking about this and we're like, what in God's name is up with Willow? She's so over. Every time she shows up. Like, why is Willow in this position she's in now where she's just like out there doing jobs and just a another woman on the roster? She won the Owen. And then... Mm-hmm. Like, we had a couple people really mad going, Are you aware she's going for the Ring of Honor women's title? Jesus. You know what? I'm not aware, Mm. because I don't have time to watch Ring of Honor streaming on Honor Club. What I watch is the main show, and as a viewer of, and actually this week, Rampage as well, Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision, it's like, no, I have no idea. All I do is I see Willow Nightingale. Who's maybe the most over baby face on the entire women's roster coming out here and uh and getting beaten on right and left. So that's what I see.
4: Yeah, I think we have enough space with all of these shows for both Athena and Willow Nightingale, but especially Willow Nightingale. You know your Owen Hart Cup winner, you know your former IWGP world women's champion, you know her.
0: Then oh, we, by the way, it was Yumi Imanari. Another person way. here noting, by the way, that Willow, she had the thing on and it got taken off and she had the eye. Mm. You know, the house of black eye that leads to somebody turning heel. You have got to be kidding me. Dude, I... You have got to be kidding me. Maybe she
4: just got poked in the eye like,
0: you on the way to the ring. You cannot be considering I, turning the most popular baby face of all the women heel. I, I cannot... Russo Rific, I I cannot abide that decision. Yumehito well,
4: Imanari, by the way, was the
0: dojo gentleman. Uh, the gentleman, Toto yes. Bushis, yes. Well, he was treated like a young boy. Yeah, well. I know that. Then we had Swerve and Hangman coming out for the contract signing. Excellent promo by Swerve, and man, this Hangman—no
4: surprise there.
0: This Hangman, he finally mm-hmm. got to talk about his last year and a half with old CM Punk. Was this his pound of flesh? Kind of, but he, it was just like you know. He didn't really he didn't really bury CM Punk. He just talked about how miserable he was for the last year and a half when CM Punk was there, and he couldn't say anything about the guy. But now that black cloud is lifted, and I'm going to give the fans the best of me. And Swerve says, well, you know, it rains a lot in Seattle. There's going to be a lot of black clouds there. And Hangman says, if you want this spot, you'll have to do what I did. Knock it out of the park every opportunity you get. And uh, if you think you got what it takes to fill my boots, you can't. So Swerve slaps him. Signs the contract, and then Hangman rushes in and stabs him with the pen! A stabbing! We haven't had a good stabbing in a while. But man, we got one yesterday. He stabbed him. Tony, I think, really likes mafia
4: movies. I don't know, though.
0: Well, you know, I've seen a lot of mafia movies where the the main baby face is a cowboy...
4: Well, I've been talking about the stabbing in the the hand
0: with pens and such. Then we had the main event angle where the kingdom, oops, presumably the kingdom, they attack old Jay White and then a guy in a devil mask laughs. More about that tonight, Observer Live.
3: Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you?
1: Pricing information, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654, 800-915-9654. That's 800-915-9654.
2: I don't even recognize
3: myself anymore.
2: I'm really worried about him, his addiction. I haven't seen him like this ever. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network.
0: Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com.
4: What are you setting me up for?
0: Not setting you up for anything. Listen, I actually don't know if everybody in those costumes were the uh, were the kingdom last night, but I'm like 99% positive that absolutely for sure one of them was Roderick Strong.
4: Well, because eats,
0: Roddy uh, has a, a particular way of walking, and uh, one of those guys was for sure Roddy. And it's possible the other two were Bennett and Taven. But there were two other guys. There were two well, other guys. Were, like
4: Zapruder filming some of that, you know, and going through it in frame by frame, and then pointing out that it looked like one of the mask guys actually had the outline of a neck brace underneath one of his outfits. But... <laughs> That would be
0: amazing. But anyway.
4: And, he, and hopefully if that's the case and they actually do something where they show it, hopefully he's also still got the glasses on underneath the mask as well.
0: Yes. We'll see what happens. Hey, listen, as I noted, tonight it's the Brian and Vinny show, and we got 90 minutes because I got a lot to say about this show and also NXT, including a theory a potential theory on that uh, final segment of the show with all the masked guys, which I had not thought about, but I will tell you about it tonight. That's so wrestling just now?
4: When did you figure this uh,
0: out? I thought about it a little bit today. WrestlingObserver.com is the place to go. The podcasts are up. If you have a commute, if you work out, man, podcasts are great for you. And we got uh, new podcasts every day and uh, 14,000 in the archives. And then, of course, if you want to watch it on video and beautiful HD, and why wouldn't you? Video.F4WOnline.com It's our YouTube page. Lots of members-only content and also non-members content, which you can watch for free, so check it out. Video.F4WOnline.com, click subscribe, and uh, that's it. Mike's here tomorrow. Wait, what? I'm getting out of town. Wait, what? Actually, I'll be in town. I was going to say. But uh, Mike does a, a great job solo, so what do you need me for? We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.